Hey, everybody. We're, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today, we're going to explore mind games. Now, these aren't the kind of uh, mind games you played back in high school, uh, but these are rather techniques, tactics, and even high-tech devices we use to improve focus, mind and body connection, and performance. So one of the first things we want to get into is we want to explore why we go through all the trouble to recalibrate our minds before the gym. Why do we do this? Why is it important? Um, why do we do it, Marty? I mean, you do it. I do oh, it. Jim does yeah. it. Simple, right? I mean, simple test. Uh, anybody uh, train with a lackadaisical mindset and then train with a focused and fired up mindset. Right. You, you know, and I, it, I is, it is, it is that simple. Okay. Yeah. It is, it is ele elementally, fundamentally, it is that simple. Now the finer point begins when it's like, okay, how do we define, in, you know, <clears throat> fired up or enhanced? What would you call it, Jim? The psych, we, you know, first thing they want to capture is some psych, right? We want some psych when we train. Right. The different levels of psych for the, for the activity that you're getting ready to do, you know, how fired up do you need to be? Well, we talk about it, the more technical the lift, right? Or, or activity. You can back up just a little bit. You still yep. gotta be amazingly focused, but doing the snatch is different than doing a deadlift as far as your psyche can be, right? Yeah. The stuff, stuff that we learn quickly or, or as a straight line, like a deadlift versus, you know, you got four different things you gotta do when the bar comes off the floor. So you can't be quite as fired up for an Olympic lift, you know, as you could be for a, for a power lift. But either way, the focus has to be, you know, red hot either way. Yeah. And I think also, and I think this is a subtle point that we touched on, JP, the last time. And again, the reason that we're hitting on it, we, we hit on this not too long ago. Yeah. But the response was so strong that we really felt that we had to touch on it again because uh, people were like, hey, talk, talk, you know, talk to me more about that stuff right. and get into some of those devices that you guys know about. Uh, so, yeah, then it becomes like, yeah, as Jim says, how much is enough and too much can, can ruin the effort, even in, you know, even in the, the, the reason that powerlifting is, is such a, a good fit for psych is because it's short. Right. right. It's uh, how long would a, a competitive yeah, lift last? What, what, five seconds, six seconds, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I never timed it, but I mean, right. even even a set, I don't know. What is, what's a five rep set? How long does that take? Less than 10 seconds, maybe. I don't know. I never really think of it. I don't know, 20 right. seconds or so. Yeah, but it's a short, yeah. short, short duration, which lends itself to getting really out of your head, almost like a, I don't know. A Viking jacked up on mescaline yeah. running into battle with a battle axe. For for that long, you can just redline it. Absolutely, yes, yes. redline it. Yes, that's it. Redline it. We're drag racers. But you know what? Even before that, though, you know, there's the there's there's pre psych. I don't, I don't know yes. what you call it pre psych, yep. but there's there's the process of going to the gym getting to the gym and at that point there's a process to where you got to clear your mind of you know maybe you got some issues going on at home or work or you're stressed out or whatever 
you got to let that go so that you can just totally focus. You got to have tunnel vision on your upcoming workout. And then I think once you get rid of all that baggage and step through that door and get in there, then it's on. Then you start, uh, you know, you go into the psych and, uh, but you got to clear your mind out first. You got to be mentally ready to take on that psych because if you're trying to psych up and you're distracted by, you know, stuff going on at work or whatever, um, you're not going to have that red line psych that we like to have. I, I like to think about it as like fairly buzzing until you get to the gym. So I'll just use an example as yesterday. So, you know, I was moving a bunch of stuff around yesterday and I knew I wasn't going to lift till eight o'clock last night. And so, but all, the whole day people are talking to me and in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I got to do 10 sets of bent over rows. I'm going to use this much weight. I'm going to, you know, and it's just sort of in the back of your head. Every, every hour or so I'd start thinking about it, thinking about it. And then when I'm getting ready to do it, now that's when I hit it hard, you know, with the mind. Like, mm. okay, now everything's out of my head. Because well, I, when you actually get around to hitting it, it's deja vu all over again this year, yeah, you and would I, say. And Marty and Jay, don't you think that that's a developed thing with experience? Yes, of course. Yeah. It is, yeah. Because well, what I notice is when I train, I train a lot of kids. When I say, man, you got to get fired up for this set, you got to get going, then they lose their form. They think that means jerking the weight off the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Losing yeah. the, it's yeah. so developed that nothing changes in the form. It's, it's it that cauldron is bubbling and boiling in your head, you know? You um, know, when you hit that red line psych, there's physical things that happen to you too. I noticed, you know, I've been thinking about this podcast coming up, so I was really in tune to what I was doing today in my workout and, and for the past week. And I noticed that when I have that red line psych and I'm ready to go, I actually get goosebumps while I'm doing my set. It just comes on and I'm fired up. I'm focused. I'm strong. I'm ready to go. And that's the only thing that at that time that matters in my life. That's it's it. like a relief, man. You know, that's a, no, Cassidy put it best. Cassidy used to be able to do this. My Hugh Cassidy was my, my strength mentor and Cassidy used to be able to do the three cooling breaths. He'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on that third breath, he'd hold his forearms up and it, it, all the pores on his arms would be open and his hairs would be standing up. And he'd say, it's an external manifestation of an internal state. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it because it comes out by goosebumps, you know. Like what I was just saying, you could just uh, see it physically on the outside of your body. Well, think of that athlete tying into a particular poundage compared to a lackadaisical, preoccupied, um, you know, multitasking person. Right, right. And, and so, it really doesn't lend itself to, to that type of person. They have to learn to, like JP was saying, you know, you let that all go when you get there. To me, it's like... <laughs> Um, and we talk about this, Marty, all the time. Yeah. A magic, it's like a magic moment when you can, when you can just, everything's out of your head. And it has to be a decently decent uh, poundage because, you know, you can do 135 and think about, you know, anything, anything on a deadlift. But now when you're getting into some 85%, 90% stuff for a big set of five, you have to be. And there, there has to be an element of danger. Yes. That, Yes. That, that's, that's what trips the, the switch is, is when the poundage gets heavy enough, it's like, hey, you want to space out? You know, you can really hurt yourself with this 315. Yeah. So when you, when you used to, so when you did your over 800 squats and your over yeah. 700 deadlifts, do you even remember 
like this like the the max rep it's it's almost yes. like yes you do it but it's uh you're in another another place man oh i can i can go back to that instantaneously and i experience it from the inside out like they but you can feel what you were feeling <laughs> yeah 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 and, and because it, it was so deeply imprinted on me right right but it, it's uh <laughs> Phys it, <laughs> physically it exploded one of my eyeballs Right. You, you know how you get that explosion thing and from internal pressure and one yeah, of your eyes. Yeah, the yeah, blood your, vessel burst. Your yeah. eye turned red. Yeah. yeah. I had my cheeks. I've had it all of my cheeks with like <laughs> lightning strikes. All of my cheeks, man. You know, and then you feel like that that feels yeah. cool. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, you know, Kirk used to bleed from the nose. That used to be a common one. You'd strain so hard on the top, you know, the final rep of a set that your nose would explode and blood would shoot out of one of your nostrils and people go, Oh my God. And it's projectile bleeding from yeah. your nose. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's a, again, it's an, ex, an external manifestation of an internal state of tension and that, that fight or flight danger. Now, listen, I, before we gloss over, because you guys were touching on it is, the auto visualization thing. I mean, that's that's what we used as the transition from normal civilian world into hardcore training session. It's time in the in between space, usually on the car ride over to the gym. Yeah, yeah. you go into the auto visualization mode. We we just you, you see yourself doing the the lift over and over and over and over and you run it through and you run it through and you run it through and each time you run it through you want to increase the level of vividness of detail right i mean you can tell what color your training partner socks are much less your own well you know you, you know marty and that's a great way to clear your mind of all the other yes, crap and baggage yes, that i was yes, just talking about yes and you have to be a little careful Jimmy, as you will be able to attest, and JP, as you will be able to attest, that if when you're doing your order visualization, a rookie mistake is you get so jacked up in your visualization that you that you shoot your adrenaline wad yeah. as you're watching the movie, and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's just a preview. This <laughs> yeah. just a it's just a trailer. No way, wait, wait, wait. I've actually done that. You know, that's a kid mistake, but you know that yeah, that can happen. Or yeah. Uh, so you use your auto visualization as your your transference. You know, uh, this is regarding football, but it's also you know the same thing with psyche. Is I used to get so fired up mm -hmm. for football games that I would be gagging. You know how Ed Cone gags before he lifts? I yep. have that yep. gag yep. reflex thing. I'd yep. I'd yep. be exhausted, and then my senior year, I decided. You know what? I was smart enough then to realize that I'd put in the work in my head before I got to the game. And I had read Flow by, uh, I can't say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Mikkel. Yeah. And then I was like, you have to have a certain level of confidence in yourself that you put the work in and to just, that, that you're gonna be that way, that you're gonna be that fired up um, if you've done the work ahead, of, behind you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah so that's it. That's so my the senior day. year, I just spoke. I was like, "You already done the work, man. Now just relax and let it flow, and have trust in your training, and have trust in your mental training that you did all week." And that's when and that's when you cease being a kid and started being a man. Yeah, and that's and you see things so much more clearly, and it's like 
you're you're not even thinking about oh my my, my offensive lineman put his hands on my chest and now I'm going to do an over under you know all this because no. you've done it in your head and you've done yeah. it in practice. So talk about the evolution of psych real quick because I don't think we've ever touched on that. Like Marty and and Jim and all of us really we've been lifting since we're 14, 15. Our psych strategies and thoughts and and different things were much different back then than they are now and they've kind of evolved yeah. as we gotten older so marty compare your oh, 15 kids. year old psych oh, to your because you because because kids psyched like the wwe wrestlers they see on tv <laughs> right. and they just go out of their head and who was i into oh i don't know let me see back then bruno san martino and uh, uh who else was you know the top wrestler Ivan put well. He was a little after that. This would be like Bruno, and who, okay. uh, his his arch rival would be Professor Toro Tanaka. Would be the manager. Of, oh uh, man, that's way back. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. This is six sixty stuff, right? And uh, so that you get your and the later generation. You know, they're they're looking at the Ultimate Warrior and you know, you know all that stuff. And and it's only natural to. to and I actually, I'd rather see a little bit of that that I have to tuned down yeah, in a that. young athlete than a kid who just can't psych. And there's some guys, I call it, a li- I, you know, I shouldn't say this, librarian personality. This is not a crack on librarians. I'm sure there's some wild librarians out there. But I'm just saying that type of accountant, type of personality, and for some people, it's very difficult to get cranked up. For other people, it's very easy. Yeah, and I think, like, if you said to me, okay, man, you got to do a max deadlift, you know, here in a couple hours, I could get myself into that state quicker than somebody who hasn't done it before or, or is, like you were saying, is all about the outward uh, exhibition of their psych, which yeah. to me is it's got to be inward and then comes out right when you do the lift, you know. I could, tell you, I, I, could, I could tell you you had to do a max deadlift in two minutes and you'd be ready. Yeah, well, I was when we were pre when we were pre show right here. I started getting chill bump just talking about all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Do you guys ever use life circumstances as a as, Hell as part yeah. of your psych? Well, I make them up. So I'll say like, okay, my mom's being held hostage. Better be. <laughs> you gotta get five reps with this deadlift. I figured that, man. You want to save your mom? Hey, you want to save your mom? You want to save your dog? You want to save your family? What happens? What what happens after they all die? I don't miss. I don't miss. No, he doesn't miss that rep. There's no way in hell he's going to miss that rep. Yeah, yeah. I would do that at at Running Hills too. I'd have. I picture my family being held hostage at the top of the hill, (laughs) and I got to get up to that top of the hill, you know, as hard as I can to save them. All that stuff, oh, man. That's great. No, when I had yeah, my then, wait, wait, that's that's, that's <laughs> the psych that the psychologist you were here last week. What would they call that? Oh, he's making expert use of fear imaging. Right. So what's interesting, Marty, and then we talked about this before, is all the mind stuff we always do, all the psyche stuff. All, then people label it twenty years later, thirty years later. Oh, this is what you need to do, and we're like, oh, we've been doing that. Been doing <laughs> it. Have a label. Yeah. For, yeah. You know? Tell us. Tell us something we don't know, Dalai Lama. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, that's the cutting edge <laughs> stuff. It's sort of like in nutrition where, you know, uh, the, the research and everything catches up to the bodybuilders 20 years later because they've been doing it. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 And, and again, they've been running their own uh, lab experiment on yeah, a widespread any- basis. Right. 
Right. Uh, bodybuilding has been one huge lab experiment with, with millions of participants. We have a lot of data to go on. We really do. And, and if someone would look at it that, but getting back also to the mind thing, because I think that we've covered sort of the natural mind modes, you know, how you take control of your mind, how you can use auto suggestion to, as a transferal from civilian life to the training situation. Then how to use psych. I don't think we really need to get into the actual psych itself because we've done that and we've talked about it. And obviously psych has to be geared to the individual and it has to enhance the effort. If you don't have enough psych, it's not going to make much of a difference in the effort. If you have too much psych, it's going to mess up your technique. Right. Does everybody need to have psych? Yes. I think it's a valuable, a valuable and important part of the game. I think that's a great life tool. Yeah. And, and like we talked about in the previous one, there are, there are different levels. There's berserker psych, you know, is when you're doing your max squat. And then obviously if you're going up to hit a baseball, Right, you, you can't be too far up, but the psych is different. Or playing, a, or, like, play, or playing a rugby game. Yeah, right. There, there's to, there's times to turn it on, and then there's times to lay back, and then there's times to turn it on, and then there's time, you know, and and that is also a form of psych. Right, right. That's For a level. sustained psych. The you know you, the burst psych. I mean, there's all different types, and we we know that. And then, and this is equally important, is that that we're starting to recognize that that the post-workout bliss state that, you know, if, a, if an athlete cracks it hard enough in the, in the weight room, you get an afterglow. And this afterglow is a direct result of the hormones that uh, the, the trauma is so intense for the body that hormones just ejaculate. I mean, you name the hormone and it's out there. Now, now, Marty, we talked about this last time. Uh, you always hear about the runner's high. And for a runner, you know, that might take a oh half hour to onset. But and you're we flogging, talked about last you're flog, And you're flogging it to death. You, yeah, you know, and we talked about how we could bring on uh, the hormonal tsunami in one yeah. set. Yes, sir. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly, I can bring it on my warm-up, I swear. Uh, but I've been doing it for six years, right? You I'm, know, a, I'm a monk. Perfect. No weight feels heavy. Even if you miss, it wasn't heavy. It was a technical thing, maybe. But when you're that psyched up, everything, you take that bar, let's say a squat, you know, you jam it off the rack, you know, you're like nothing because I've done this all week. And right now, everything is on fire. Yeah. At this point in my life, I can tell what kind of workout I'm going to have. But you know how you pick up the first 45 pound plate to put it on the bar? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell by how heavy that damn, excuse me, how heavy that 45 is coming off the floor with my one hand. Yeah. That is such a cage for me. It's like, oh, well, that felt light. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and other days it's like, man, that felt like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In those days you kind of down it back a little bit. You, you know, but I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that you can't have a hundred percent workout. You can have a hundred percent workout, 102% workout, on an 85% day. Right. And you can have an 82% workout on a 100% day. <laughs> right? It, but the, it, what's important is to always get the 100% workout. Even if your ability is diminished, you need to work up to the edge of that diminished 
capacity. Right. And Has there been many – now, you guys have been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it for a long time. But have you – this happens maybe once in a great – I can't even think when this happened to me last. But have you ever walked in the gym and went, ah, I'm not into it today and just walked out? That rarely yeah. ever happens, right? No. No. Okay. I, do that, I do that. I punt quite a bit. My situation is different. I have a blank slate. I don't have kids. I don't have response. You know what I mean? Yeah. My time is completely my own. And if I don't feel like today I was scheduled to bench, I had a great run morning, good sprint morning, but I, you know, I really expended myself and I really don't. And I'm like, will I be stronger tomorrow? And I'm like, yes. So I'm just kicking it off till tomorrow. Yeah. See, that's the ideal situation. Now, me with my tight schedule and yes, all the things yes, that I do, yes, I can't. Yes. You can't. I can't. I don't have a choice. So I have to get in there and I have to make it right mentally and physically. And yes. I just have to go for it. Well, but you also have to be aware that if you're diminished, you, you need to take that into account. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that I'm diminished. It's just like mentally you know, stressed out or got too much to do or whatever. And like I said, you got to clear your mind of all that and get in and just get it done. But yeah. well, uh, that, that usually ends with, <clears throat> with 135. Right? Yeah. And then you're into it. Yeah. And then at that point, it's like, okay, and put the music on, let's go yeah. get into the bubble, get into the zone. It ain't hard. Uh, this yeah. is why Jim and I like to like to superset and triset. Because we don't like sailing around between sets, just kind of stop, I'm waiting to recover. Mm -hmm. feel natural. Ah. <laughs> it's like, shouldn't I be doing something? Shouldn't I be ready? You know? Jim, Jim, this is the, the, the tricep that I'm crushing everybody with. It's so simple. We start with calf raise. Right. It's a good, good neurological warm-up. Then go to leg curl, strict leg curl, then squat, right? So... Cat raise, leg curl, squat, cat raise, rib curl, squat, cat leg, rib curl. And so I'll get in three sets of calf, of that tricep. At that point, I stop the calf raises and the leg curls. And now we just squat, mm -hmm. right? Because now the poundage is getting up, you know, heavy enough where it's dangerous. But it's a great way to get the, the I, I need to do hamstrings and I need to do calves. Now, how many rounds of that are you doing? Well, I do three, and then I'm done with that, but I keep squatting. But now I'm just squatting. Well, now you broke a sweat. You break that sweat, and the magic starts to happen. Oh, and it feels so good to warm up with the calf raises. And I do calf raises until failure, man. I mean, I do them, and I stretch, and I'm up on my toes like Barishnikov, right? And I take them serious. Right. And then the same thing with the leg curl. I had David Weck out here visitor with me. And he said, man, Marty, all the, the sprinters, it's all in the, the high hamstring insertion point, not the low one. It's like, okay, how do we get that? So we've got this new way of doing leg curls where you lift your knees up at the end and it puts all the stress right in the upper insertion point. So we're very excited about that. And then we squat. Of course, we're doing the super deep. I'm back to high bar and super deep. And I'm telling you, man, I feel great. Uh, but I'm not crushing any weight. I'm staying light. I'm doing eight, 10 rep sets. And when I get to seven, it's like, okay, I need to push back up to 10. And I'm keeping the weights light. But I'm doing springy, quick, explosive, no grinders, right? So that takes a certain mindset. That mindset is different than the deep winter 
I'm going to set a deadlift PR, you know, that's different, right? And I don't, I can't do cardio because there's snow in the ground. That's a different mindset. Um, Marty, Marty, real quick on hamstrings. Get yeah, down sir. and try it. Do the, do the hamstring curls with the cross core. Oh, and Have you tried it? Oh, yes. Laying on your back? Yeah, because oh. I think... I think what you're trying to hit on the, um, the leg curl machine by lifting the, you said you're lifting the knees off the pad? At the very end. You yeah. do the regular yeah. leg curl, and then at the very end, you get those knees up, and you're only going to get up, like, two to three inches. Well, the way you're doing them on the cross core, and the best thing about the cross core is it's on a pulley, so it's independent. So you're on your back, you're planking up. Yep. And as you drive the heels in, you're raising the hips. Sure. raising the hips up and just grinding it, you know, grinding the heels into, you know, towards your butt. And um, I'll tell you, I've never had such an intense hamstring workout as that. Yes. It's all, it's all body weight. Yes, 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 yes. But most people don't want to get down on the floor. Yeah. Well, when so, you do, when you do uh, those, uh, you're going to be on fire. So, yes, exactly. So, but let's exercise. now, now we've kind of spun off here into the, to the ozone here. I just want to kind of put back on track a little bit and pick up on the, the post-workout glow state that anybody who really crushes it experiences. You, you really have to traumatize the body to get to that point. But once you have it, um, that is actually an advanced meditative state. Right. And why is that? Because it bears identical characteristics to an advanced meditational state. What are the the characteristics of advanced meditational state. See, Buddha should have been squatting. If Buddha would have been squatting, he wouldn't have needed to leave everything, float down the river. He would just, a couple do sets you, of heavy squats, man. They got done a lot quicker, too. Do, do you know how much sitting they do in a, I mean, even you go to um, the Zen monastery up in upstate New York, those guys are sitting, priests, I'm talking as Zen priests, they're sitting 12 hours a day, and usually it's 45 minutes walking, 15 minutes, uh, 45 minutes sitting, 15 minutes walking, or, or 50 minutes walking, 10 minutes, 50 minutes sitting, 10 minutes walking. And they attain that, that mindless, but alert. See, that's the trick. It's one thing to be mindless, but somnolent, you know, like you're falling asleep. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're looking for. You have to be mentally silent but hyper alert, like spider senses, right? Like you in the hunting blind, Jim, when you hear something. You know, and, and I was just writing about this the other day. The, I think part of the thing that appeals to me so much about that is it's very similar to when I'm getting ready to do a heavy lift is when yeah. I get in that blind and you're waiting for the birds or you yeah. see some, yeah. you know, 100 yards off and you're calling and every sense, every sense is alive. And you're not thinking about how the Redskins are going to do this weekend either, are you? You ain't thinking about nothing, man. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. And it's a Marty, Marty, how, how uh, mentally exhausting is that to just sit there and be so aware of your surroundings? And it's so the opposite. It's invigorating. So it is. It seems like you just oh, wear man. your mind out. Well, no, 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 because, because you're, 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 you're actually taking the, the – all the stress and all the electronic circuitry, mental circuitry gets burnt out from talking to yourself all the time. Blah, 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 blah. It, your inner voice never shuts up. Right. And as long as it's, 
we need to, and, and but the intense lifting forces the mind quiet. It just bludgeons it in the silence for me. Yeah, there's no monkey mind. <laughs> no, not when the monkey mind's been hit with this by Mark Coleman. <laughs> no, the monkey mind's unconscious right now, but you're, you're hyper alert. So what happens is in that period when you're not thinking, that's when all the repair work gets done on your brain because finally that overworked, overheated muscle, which the brain is a muscle, right? Finally, it gets a chance to rest and relax. Yeah. So these periods are that's completely beneficial. The more time we can spend in those states, the clearer you think when you come back online. If you ever notice, once you come, uh, I was reading, who was I reading? Uh, somebody the other day, and they were talking about, uh, they come, oh, it was a, coming out of sleep is like coming up underwater to your head comes above water, you know? And when you're finally alert and awake, uh, it's, it, there's a sense of um, vibrancy. Isn't that how you would describe it, Jim? Yeah, I would say so, for if sure. If you get enough sleep, yeah. No, no, no. You can be physically crushed from the workout, but mentally just like, boom. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the post-workout bliss is just a magical time. You know, I, I'm, I told you this story before. My staff would be like, uh-oh, he's done with his workout. He's going to say whatever he wants to anybody. My, my, just, everything's out of my head, man. And I'm yeah, like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look lovely today. Yeah. So if you, we could oh, probably do did some you, damage on did people. Did you change your hair? If you can get people addicted <laughs> to that feeling, it would probably help with some substance abuse. In this well, place. that's what keeps all of us coming back for more. We just didn't recognize it, but it's, it's um, or the guys in prison, that's what keeps those guys. It's the only legal high in prison. Yeah. Crush yourself in the, the wait time in the yard, and that's what they do, and they've got barbells and dumbbells, and, you know, and so they put themselves in that, that beautiful quietude state. I can get it from sprinting and from running, but I got to run pretty damn hard. Yeah. Uh, it never happened when I'm doing sightseeing running, yeah. you know, yeah. jogging. Hey, how? Do you, do you guys feel that the, the, the afterglow, the bliss, you know, the post-workout bliss um, is, is different in length uh, according to the workout you did? Like maybe it's shorter after say chest day, longer after leg day or, or day. Yes. Or I would say that, you know, anytime you're using back legs, things like that, deadlift squats, yeah. the focus and the energy you use. The energy. Superior, yeah. man. Yeah. And I you think, can, and yeah, the more, the harder it is, yeah. the better you feel after it. Well, I think the hard, I think the, the more the trauma, the greater the bliss. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think well, the greater the chemical release. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that there's a definite uh, physiologic relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's a release, no question. Now, now I, uh, both Jim and I have been to the uh, Naval Special Warfare Development Group Mine Gym in Dam's Neck. In fact, we've been there repeatedly, and it's been interesting over the years to see how it's grown and expanded. And what, what the Mine Gym is, it's a, it's a portion of the larger facility that spec ops uses to train and it can be American spec ops and it can be European spec ops and all. We've also met uh, a lot of secret service guys down there, FBI guys down there, but mainly it's for um, tier one 
spec ops. But in the mine gym, let's see, Jim, I believe they have three, four flotation chambers. Oh, right? I love that, yeah. Uh, you guys know what flotation chambers are. You lay in the saline solution and they, you can either pump mellow music in or whatever and you, you just bliss out. You just look like laying on a marshmallow, I guess is the best way to describe it. Right. And again, what are they trying to do? You're not, they're not putting you in there to accelerate your thoughts. They're putting you in there to dampen and relax your thoughts, right? So they have that. They have um, soundless pods. You know those right. pods that you sit in? Eggs. Yeah. They look like eggs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They look like eggs, and they're the most miraculous thing. They don't have any. I don't think they have any. I don't know if they're plugged in or not. But they're nothing that you do. You just go in, and you sit in, and it's just like silence. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep silence, and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, what else? Uh, how about Wagner's device? Why don't you riff on that a little bit? Can I, can I ask one question yeah, about yeah, the mind yeah, gym yeah. though? <clears throat> and, um, uh, I regret not getting in there. I was gone that one day, so it would have been really cool to check that out. But what, what part of their, and I don't know if, is this a daily thing and what part no, of their, what they do is they have, they have, you know, uh, sports psychologists and on staff and they'll yep. come in and, and, uh, take them through it. They'll use a heart rate. A funny story was we were in there one time and um, the one of the master chiefs was, was uh, talking, but one of the guys was hooked up to the heart rate and the mind gym and the, the sports psych lady was taking her through it. And the master chief said something to the one guy who was hooked up. And anytime the master chief talked, the uh, heart rate went crazy. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember he had doing stuff on purpose, just saying whatever he wanted to him, and every time the master chief spoke, heart rate went went through the roof. So he would use that as like, okay, here's what you need to do in order to not, you know, you're, when you're in battle, you know, you can't have that. So here's what you need in order to flatline that a little bit, you know, mentally. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was funny though, man. Really. They also have the like you stand in front of a screen like a big TV and it lights up and you take your fingers and you, you push where it lights up and you push where it lights up and you push and it's to build reaction time. Right. Right. So they have like that. And I don't know what else. Um, How about that crazy treadmill? Oh, I'll tell you what they do have. It is extremely valuable. As they have a, a table, a glass table that you lay on and it does beep one scan and it tells you your body fat percentile. Mm. And I mean, it tells you it scientifically down to what it is. And you can be wearing your clothes. It don't care. You just lay on that thing and beep, there it is. Oh, you're uh, 12.1%. Okay, thank you. Right. Right. Is, um, is the, the mind gym primarily to help them increase uh, their performance? Uh, yeah, everything to, increase. to increase their longevity to these Jack, guys are under Jack, such and, and the only thing you missed was you got performance you got longevity and the only thing you missed was recovery yeah recovery yeah but you know the other thing is the yeah. these guys are so stressed out all the time and i imagine not, you know, necessar I don't know. not necessarily not necessarily i don't think so buddy i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, respectfully disagree yeah, because yeah. You, well you might be right They've been doing all this stuff. We've been doing these guys a long time. When they, even when they go into it, they have a different mindset than 99.9% .9 of the population where they can separate what's important and what's not. 
right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and so, look, so at the, look at the pyramid they had to climb to get there. Right. So right away they can like uh, cut the wheat from the chaff or separate the wheat from the chaff. They can they can tell you what's important. It, in fact, when you when you talk to them about mundane things, it's always like oh, okay. Or a mundane thing to them could be you know, uh, moving, like, so I moved recently, that wouldn't be anything to them. Well, you know, I've been, I've seen, uh, you know, I've, I've shot somebody from 700 yards you know, <laughs> while getting shot at. So, you know, yeah. if the movers are 10 minutes late today, it really doesn't matter. You know what, Jim, you're I, exactly I to, right. Well, exactly I had to, right. I, let me tell a story, because I know, I know for a fact, I had one guy tell me, yeah, I said, well, I had to live under a, a sheet in the desert with like, you know, camouflage on top of it. And then he'd peer out at night and spy on somebody. And then during the day, he'd hide underneath this thing in a, in a hole in the desert. And it's like, I guess after you yeah. did that, moving would be easy. Yeah. Well, and uh, these guys are just dialed in from every single direction imaginable. I know when I met them, my, uh, my impression was far different than I thought, because these are like, you're, you're, you're you know, they become your friends and your buddies and they're so um, um, just nice guys. You think they'd be hard asses and, you know, uh, just yeah. different, way different than they actually are. But Jim's yeah. right. These guys can just channel their thoughts and their, you know, their, their feelings and the things that stress them out or might stress somebody else out just away. And it's like, don't worry about it. Let's think about the task at hand. And, 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 and they wear out the mind, Jim. They wear out the mind, Jim, but they didn't get, they, these guys are literally the best in the world. Uh, not everybody can do that. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, we had the one, uh, one guy I was training who was very sick. I mean, it would have killed most people. And cancer. I'm like, I'm like you know. Jimmy, uh, tell them what the cancer was. I don't, you're, not, you're not disclosing nothing. No, one, one of them had lung cancer. And I trained so young, young man. This is a young man, early thirties. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he never brought it up. He never said, why me? He was focused on, okay, I'm going to do treatment at this time, you know, and then what time you want to train me coach? And I'm like, well, you know, nine o'clock. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my, my radiation at seven <laughs> and then I'll be over at nine. And the, the telling factor or a couple of things is I asked his doctor, I said, what should he be feeling? He said, he should be feeling like he has a fever every second of the day. His hair should be falling out in clumps. He should be very lethargic. And so I got to know him and I, the, the soldier and I said, are you getting any of that stuff? And this is after six weeks of training. And this is his only admission of all that stuff. He just looked at me and shrugged his shoulders. Are you feeling any of that? Shrugged his shoulders. That's well, I, and the punchline on the story is, is that he's, he's still to this day active duty. Oh, yeah. Just came well, out. that's, I mean, it ain't like, like he experienced this and then he mustered out. Yeah. But, but, but Jim, yeah, they kept him on. Jim, like, yeah. Jim if, if you were any other way than that, what you just ex described, could you get to where those guys have gotten to? I no. don't believe so. It's, you it's, couldn't do it. And that, it was, I don't know, I can't express it enough that it was never a negative moment. So, in fact, we were training. He was doing the radiation twice a day. Well, that's the story. I said, he said, Coach, I, I, gotta, I wanna get back to the guys and I wanna get back to my family. So I'm gonna double the radiation. Can you train me twice a day? Swear to God, for two wow. weeks, I trained him twice a day. I just killing him, boxing, 
squatting, deadlifting, all stuff. And he was doing, <laughs> doing the radiation twice a day, plus drinking whiskey with me, going hunting with me, going birthday shopping with my kids with me. I mean, this is a, a different individual, man. Could you see a difference, though, when he doubled it up? Yeah, he hit all PRs. Yeah. Uh, PR. 15, 15 pounds, 12 pounds of muscle in seven weeks, hit all lifting PRs and crushed the cancer. I mean, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, man. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's needed to be told. And there, no one was telling tales out of school. Uh, so back to the post-workout glow state, which we everybody agrees is that when aggressive males are probably at their best, alpha males are probably at their best when they're in that state. So my uh, question has been, well, what do you do to extend it? <laughs> you know, why should, why does it have to go away? Well, well you, and Marty, you, you, don't you remember that email? I don't know. I, I was, I wrote Marty an email years ago. I've read it a million times now where I was like, what is life and all this stuff. And Marty said, you need to go from, from task to task that challenges or puts you in that state. You know, you're, you got your lift and we know that does it, but then you have, you know, I know Marty, you played a piano, you, you listen right. to jazz music, you, you get in, you sort of, you sort of do it from, from activity to activity all day long. Immersion. Immersion. And, and I get that from reading a great yeah. novel. Yes. Where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to get, yes. get, to get back to that yes. because of that's where I am in this book and, and every page puts me there. That's why we love great movies. That's right. You lose yourself. You lose yourself. Yes. Right. I get it from cooking. Right. The, all the, you know, the, the slicing, the timing, the different burners. I get lost in it. So I put on, again, I put on my music, always have my soundtrack. <laughs> and, um, you know, once a day I have at it and, um, you know, cook or smoke or, or do something in the kitchen. And, 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 and to me, the perfect life is you roll from one creative right. task to the right. next and that was what I was saying. you know and you live you eat halfway right and you know don't have any self-destructive habits and right. um and when it's mundane time crawls <laughs> creative time flies exactly exactly now, Spot, you have to know how to fill your time, and you have to have your time to be filled. You know, you could get the same passion from, I don't know, what, uh, building chips in a bottle or, uh, you know, we had a guy, uh, Chuck, Chuck Miller and I had, a, had a, a friend of ours. He was a great lifter. He was an expert go-kart builder, mm. and, and he built go-karts that he raced at Daytona, mm. right, in his, in his John, and, and he built them in his apartment living room. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was, it was great. So anyway, but get back to the to the glow state. John was also a big believer. John was a great power lifter, and he was a big believer in the glow state. He would talk about the creative. You know, you can be creative in auto mechanics, right? Um, you can be creative in in just anything you do, I guess. Um, so that that's what we do. But getting back to extending the glow state is that when I was working on the book Strong Medicine with Chris Hardy. Right, Doctor Chris Hardy, and Chris is a heavyweight. And at the time, he was in. The, was he still in the Navy? I think he was. I think he was. Uh, he might have gotten out. Anyway, Chris was uh, big into the various electronic tools and devices. Um, 
that could be used to monitor the medical doctor. So we came across this NovaPro device, which is um, glasses that shoot light into your eyes, yeah. and synchronized with crazy electronic <clears throat> soundtrack like alien noises come through headphones. It was an expensive deal. I think it was 500 bucks. But the idea is that you put this on and there are various settings that you can arrange and it's all aligned to the to okay uh, how do we access alpha how do we access beta how do we access theta how do we access gamma you, you, you know and and there's um e each of those has a frequency range right i don't remember them offhand but i think alpha is like from zero to i don't know 0.99 or something and so you use the glasses and the ears deposit you with that bombard you with that frequency. Right. Yeah. So if the goal is to attain gamma G A M M A, which is a high level and supposedly highly creative, most of the meditators hang out in theta, <coughs> which is again, a specific frequency zone. And if you have a machine, you can either, if you have a biofeedback machine, the biofeedback machine will tell you what frequency you are currently registering, like a heart rate monitor, right? So you can look at the bio, you can look at the biofeedback machine readout and it will say, well, you know, whatever, uh, 22. And you can go, oh, well, I need to be at 15. So, and you know, you know what I'm saying? So you can moderate, modulate. I had some experience with biofeedback when it first came out, but back in the olden days, it was really crude. And you, they had like salves and they'd hook stuff to your head. I actually went through a series of um, tests with the NIH. They, they love my brainwaves for some reason. So they hired me. They hired me and they had me come back, I think it was all summer, one summer, and they just studied my, and I don't even know what they were using it for. Marty, how do you get between, <laughs> by the way, you've got a great article coming out on, on all this stuff, and uh, it's probably going to come out in the next week or two, but how do you, uh, you know, get into the different brainwaves like delta and theta, and what do you have to do to, to get there? Well, you either have to see where you're at. If you know where you're at, then you can change what you're doing in order to have an effect. And you will see that the effect is either raising the frequency or lowering the frequency. Now, where, so do, you want to, where do you want to go? So now, it's the frequency of the machine that puts you into this machine is well, the biofeedback machine is reading what your frequency currently is in your head. Yeah. The, the NovaPro glasses thing, what they're doing is they're sending into your head the desired frequency. Okay. I didn't know you're using both at the same time. No, 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 I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I'm explaining that the difference, there's a difference. Oh. Biofeedback is one type of electronic device. The okay. NovaPro is the second type. And in the former, the bio, in the biofeedback, again, there, it's a real-time uh, register of where you're at. Uh, now, again, there's some questions about how accurate they are. They're very, like right now, if you go online, you buy a biofeedback machine, it's like a, a set of earphones with like a single cool-looking plastic 
finger that comes and sits in your forehead. Right. right now, my question is: That looks so cool. I mean, it looks like you're a, you know on the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise, right? It kind of does, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's like, uh, but is it accurate? Is it a toy? Is it, you know, like remember those scales that you'd stand on them and you'd put your toe on it and we'd tell you your body fat percentile? Yeah. Yeah. Which was completely impossible. Yeah. They couldn't come within a country mile of predicting your body fat percentile with your toes standing on it. But they sold a million of those things. All right. So again, it's like, does this biofeedback device accurate? I don't know. With the Nova Pro, if you want to hit uh, the 22 frequency, which is uh, green and theta, you know, then you have green colors coming through your head. It's blasting at you at that frequency of 22 hertz per whatever second or kilosecond or whatever it is. <clears throat> and then you have the soundtrack, which is synchronized and you just relax into it. Okay. You just, you just concentrate on your breathing. All you do, you, there's no way that you're going to be, well, I guess you could, I guess if you're really strong minded, you could think while this thing was going on, but with just the slightest bit of inattention, this thing grabs you. I mean, it's like going to um, sitting in the front row of a movie theater where they're running, uh, you know, the Fillmore West psychedelic light show behind the Grateful Dead. And, and you said you've got your eyes closed and this yes. light is yes. so bright, yes. it's shining through yes. your eyelids, yes. right? Yes, yes. yes. <clears throat> yeah. And there's, so there's 21 different colors right. to choose from. And there's different soundtracks. And if you want, you can put your own. If you want to put your own sound into it, you can. That's, that's, they have the availability to do that. I prefer to use their weird alien soundtrack because I think it syncs up nice. I don't want to know where I'm going. I How think long do you do this for? Oh, that's interesting too. You can vary it. Uh, you can go from like, well, I guess you could go from one minute. You can go five minutes. I say five to 15 minutes. Um, occasionally I'll go for 20, right? Um, and when you're done, if you don't leap up and, you know, you, you can, you're in a good headspace. Um, and I feel good. I feel it. I feel like, and I say this in the article, I feel like I've had my brain dry cleaned or taken to the car wash. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, you know, you're do very. Or you training. Yeah. Do you just do it anytime? After. Well, you can do it anytime because it's just. Uh, the whole thing sits on a, I have it on a little white table that I pick up and carry around. It's just a headphone and a little, little control board about four inches by 10 inches. Uh, but it's, it's heavy duty. It's good, good quality. And you just whip it on. But what I like to do is I like to train, you know, in the garage. And when I'm done and I know when I'm there, I just walk in and I just put the thing on and I sit and I sit there and I'll drink seltzer water while the breeze blows over me and I'll just put my feet up and just let this thing happen. And it's just like, uh, it's the best thing, you know, imaginable in terms of a relaxation. And you really can, if you just say, man, just let go. <laughs> um, so you think that prolongs the, yes, absolutely. The after your workout. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you come out of that and you're like, boing, you're like, you've just been born. Yeah. Right. And, and it wears off and conscious, the, the real world, you know, the talking world comes back into play, but I tell you what, you feel the better for it. And a lot of times I look back and I go, you know what, 
the training and that post-workout thing with the high points of my damn day, excuse me. Mm. <laughs> right. Or like my cardio. I can do it after I do cardio. I'm a little sweatier when I do cardio. So I take the thing outside and I sit outside at the, you know, my, my deck and I'll put it on. And then the breeze blows on me, right? So it's just like, ah, oh, I'm just, it's just a really cool kind of way to extend the bliss. It deepens it. First, it deepens it because you're already there, right? You're blanked out. You set it up ahead of time. You don't want to have to mess around right, right. with setting it up. You want to have it ready to go. So you set it up before the work. Well, let's say you're going to go out and deadlift, right? So, so well, you're going to go out and see your power cleans. You've done four sets, five sets of power cleans. And then you're going to deadlift. So we're going to do deadlift. Okay. You work up to whatever, four or five or five. Woo, man, that was heavy. All right, great. Come on back. And you just sit down on the deck and you just push two buttons. You push one that says length of session and the other that says what type, boom, go. You put the stuff on, you sit there, you have the cold drink ready to go. And uh, it's fabulous. <laughs> I'd like to really try that. I'd like to try some of these things like yeah. that. I've never done it. I, well, I tell you, uh, again, I never would have done it. I mean, Chris... Um, Chris is great. He's really on the cutting edge of that kind of technology. Well, again, he's a medical professional. He has to be. Um, I think there's probably some good, uh, I, think, I think our good friend, Dr. Mike Davis, tells me about some good stuff on the phone. I think you can get some stuff on the phone, which, which is designed to, as an, as an attention gatherer, right? And you put the earphones on and maybe they'll have a, a sympathetic soundtrack. I don't know, but I think they have these mind calm devices, right? So it's everywhere. Like <clears throat> the falling the, rain or something. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, that that well, they they'll beep stuff at you, and they'll have uh, things occur visually on the screen to hold your attention while they play, you know, Enya or you know, cool music over the headphones, and this is designed to mellow mellow you out when you're stressed out. Uh, the mindfulness craze, mindfulness is the new religion of the secular elite. I mean, they love the, the whole mindfulness thing, man. And again, to me, mindfulness is meditation light, L-I-T-E, right? Yeah. Very unlikely that if you engage in some sort of mindfulness that you're going to get to the depth of the bliss states that we're talking about. Right. I suppose you can if you want to go to the, you know, uh, go sit in the Zen monastery for 12 hours a day. Um, maybe you get there, you know, but uh, the, the, the intense training is the shortcut. Yeah. Jim, Jim, did you ever try anything like that? No, I just, uh, like I've talked about before, just visualization. I've just tried a lot of visualization. Hey, Jimmy, no. let, me, let me ask you about this. Did you ever do intense steam or whirlpool after the workout? Uh not more like just really hot shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a similar thing. It's a similar thing. Like, like we. That's another thing. Back when I belonged to the to the Rocket and Health Club, yeah. uh, we trained really hard, and they had a fabulous whirlpool. And man, there was nothing better than after a, a crushing back workout to go sit in front of some some jets that just blast the water out, yeah. right? And it's hot and you just put it on your your erectors and your hip joints and oh man, it felt so good. And yeah. then again, that would also extend the bliss state. They had a, a sauna, we'd do alternating hot saunas, steaming, and they, you, they'd get it up to 20, 240, man, it was like rushing stuff. 
<laughs> really hot. Cold shower. And, yeah, we'd alternate that with cold showers. That's another way that we were extending the bliss day. Now, of course, back in those days when we were that done, we'd go up to the club pub and drink pitchers of beer. Mm-hmm. And that would extend the bliss state too. Thank God for the designated driver. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, still occasionally that happens. <laughs> on the deck, on the deck. I'll train in the late afternoon. It's hot. It's really hot, you know, and I'll come back and I'll, and I'll, I might do like benches, right? That's enough to get me into the headspace, right? Right what, five, six, eight sets of benches and really hit it and really rep it out, you know, and you're done and you come back. And I'll, of course, I'll alternate what bench with what? Pull down gym, row, mm-hmm. right? That's something, that. right? So really, if you're doing eight sets of benches, you're really doing 16 sets of something. Right. Do that in 15 minutes, come onto the deck, put the headset on, listen to the wind chimes, have the crazy alien music go on, do that for 10 minutes. Have a cold Guinness after that, man. And it's just like, cannot, it can't, could heaven be better? No, and you want it to stay forever. And then after yes. that, you just yes. the next day to get, go at it again. Yeah. Then, then yes. Go. I'm getting fired up. I'm going to do it this afternoon. You should. Hell yeah. yeah. Come on over, How Jim. Long? Come on over, Jim. I'm ready, man. How long does it take Chuck, you? To- Chuck and I used to do this all the time. For 10 years, Chuck and I did this. Yeah. Really? Oh, we would have a, well, uh, our favorite would be, we would train hard as hell in the morning. Like, I don't know, we were doing crazy stuff like, you know, five sets to eight in the squat. And I was using 405 and he was using 455 and we were sweating. and We would not open the garage door and it was 90 degrees and we were tough. And as soon as we finished, I would have steaks. First, we'd have the ice cold mm. Perillo shake made with raw milk. And then I'd have two beautiful rib steaks just coming hot off the grill. Boom, boom. <laughs> we did that three days a week. It was great. That's great, man. It's like being in heaven. Yeah, it really was. The training. And again, and we he was unemployed, so it was perfect, right? The only thing he was gonna <laughs> the only thing he was gonna do is go home and lay in his out his uh, above ground pool and tan. <laughs> that's that's the best kind of uh, buddy for Marty, an unemployed buddy. Yeah. Oh, we 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 trained like crazy. Ask him about that, Jimmy. Yeah. I, will. I will. Chuck was the uh, world uh, tanning champion. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. No, I did not know that. Oh, have you ever seen him tanned up? Oh, it's incredible. He looks like dark. Yeah. He looks like a walnut. Oh, it's unbelievable. With two white eyes. <laughs> All right. Listen. Anything else on the mind? I think I do, man. What do you got, Jim? Oh, how about some of the the cryo chamber stuff? Do you see real results for that kind of stuff, Jim? I've never done it. Now, we used to send kids from the football team downtown to uh, the cryo chamber, and they loved it as far as recovery goes. Now, is that that's like an um, electronic ice bath? Is that what it is? That's where you stand in it. You know, you but I'm saying, isn't isn't it supposed to replace the ice bath of having to go to the trouble to fill up a giant container full of ice? Yeah, with even I think it's even more intense. Okay. Know? Yeah. More intense, very fast. It's, and the, and and the it's idea being that, that it, that it um, subsides inflammation. But, but you got to wear your socks and your underwear. Don't forget that, right, Jim? <laughs> I, I've never done it. You've probably never, never done it, but you can get, you can get um, what do you call it, freezer burn. 
They have a cup. They have a couple at the mine, Jim. <laughs> underwear. Better wear. I'm sorry, yeah. buddy. Make sure you got yeah. your underwear on. We should have put you. We should. We should have put you in it. You get frostbite, and people do that, and they get serious frostbite on your feet, and probably other places too. So you got to watch it. Wow, what a, what I've a, never done it. What a great note to finish on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch the same thing when you're working out in your uh, garage gym in February, and it's like 30 below out there, Marty. Yeah, you, if you can't put, you can't put your uh, bare hands on the bar, the yeah. skin the skin will come off. Yeah, that's a that's another little thing in in your mind, gym. You know, see how see how much cold you can take while you work out. Indeed. All right, we we run this one out pretty good. This is good, yeah. And this article is going to come out, like I said, in, in probably about a couple of weeks. Um, I'm editing it right now. It's like going to be called electronic meditation or something. You guys will see that. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, and all of Marty's other articles you can find by going to ironcompany.com. Go up top to. Uh, where it says articles, click on that and you'll see all his stuff there. Um, and if you, um, he's also got his books on our website, Purposeful Primitive, Strong Medicine. Uh, we've been getting some orders for those. So check those out. And uh, if you need any gym equipment like bumper plates, power bars, rubber mats, rowers, anything, check us out, ironcompany.com. And then, um, and then finally, Jim, you got an article coming up that's, uh, going to go up. We put your articles up uh, mid-month every month. So what's right. this one going to be about? Well, this one is about, it's sort of about uh, training partner etiquette. So I'm training Ooh. with my 13-year-old son now and uh, yeah, sort of go, go into how, you know, you, the things that I'm, my rules of yep. when you're my training partner and the focus that's required and uh, how, how a, what makes a successful training partner. And as a young boy, being able to they'll go from you know sort of a fooling around silly kid into okay now we're doing some stuff where i really got to focus and how to yeah. get there yeah no that's good because every every young man needs that or young lady that's training in the gym you know you got to kind of show them the ropes a little bit teach them not to put uh, like we talked about last time five towels on five different machines to you know <laughs> holds everybody up and big pain in the ass and everything like that uh well Jim and I would know what to do with the towels. <laughs> what, do you, what do you teach them, Jim, when somebody says, um, can I come and do uh, – you, you got the squat rack and somebody wants to come in there and do curls. <laughs> I never had that happen, man. No, I never had <laughs> you know, we, don't, we don't make eye contact with anybody. We don't talk to anybody. It's, no response, um, yeah. No, it's – you know, and I learned this, and this is part of the article, but Sean Ray talked about this years ago about counting your partner's reps, especially in a public gym because – people come up to you or whatever and start want to talk to you. And as what I teach my training partners, as somebody comes close to you, start counting louder until they get the hint, you know, <laughs> We're busy. Oh. five, six, you know, also it's very hard to start a conversation with somebody wearing headphones. Yeah. If you're training by yourself, that's a perfect thing. I do oh. the same. Hey, I do the same counting thing. When my, my wife comes in the office, I'm, I'm like doing work in my calculator. I start going five, six, oh, seven, 78. <laughs> She'll start coming in and talking my head off right when I'm doing numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Make me have to start all over again. I can't relate. All right. Let's all go. Right. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, Talk to you next you. week. I'll All be right. Thank Very you. Good. Thanks All so right. much. All right.